Welcome to this Your Writing Success episode with Hayley Watson-Greaves. Hayley has completed very successfully in show jumping, eventing, nationally in working hunter pony and internationally in dressage, being a part of many teams winning both gold individual and team medals. She is fortunate to be trained by the highly respected Olympic dressage rider Carl Hester for the past 12 years and was previously trained by Olympic rider Jane Gregory. Hayley is trained and has competed to international Grand Prix level and has a yard of top class warm bloods from three year olds upwards that have all been trained by her from the very beginning. Some of her notable achievements including World Cup Finals Paris 2018, the FEI Gold Badge, Olympia World Cup four years running and British Dressage Supreme National Champion in 2017. Here's Hayley to share her amazing story. Welcome to the Your Writing Success podcast. My name is Natasha Altoff and I'm a Grand Prix Dressage writer from Australia, author of three books and a leading online trainer of writers all around the world wanting to take their writing to the next level. I'm also a shockaholic, mother of two amazing children and obsessed with helping writers be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your writing and give you actionable advice on overcoming writing fear and anxiety so you can take your writing to the next level and be the writer you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. So let's get started. You have done everything in the writing world. So tell us how you got started and how you got involved with horses and a little bit of what your early horse life looked like. Well, I think uh, my parents were quite into animals and horses. Um, So I guess I've been around them all my life. Um, And I started off, as probably a lot of people did, at a riding school. Uh, I used to go after... Um, school to uh, have lessons on some crazy little ponies and uh, yeah so it sort of really started from there um, and then I just I loved horses I loved being around them um, and my parents always said to me I had to work hard to you know if I wanted to be involved with horses had to work hard so uh, yeah I, I you know was super super keen um, yeah and and developed from there really so that's my very, very early, early start. And then slowly progressed. And uh, mum and dad bought me a pony when I was about eight years old. Um, it was a naughty little, what's it? Uh, used to tank off with me. Used to jump the first cross-country fence, turn around and gallop back to the trailers. Um, fell off him numerous times. Couldn't stop him. Everything else as you do. <laughs> so I learned the hard way how to ride and hold on, I think, is the main thing. Um yeah, so, yeah, kind of all started. I have a theory. I've been having a lot of conversations with the amazing riders just like yourself. And the more amazing the rider is, the naughtier the pony they had at the start. It appears yeah. I'm seeing a complete correlation. It's hilarious. Sounds by right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it almost, it learns you how to stay, it, sorry, teaches you how to stay grounded um, mm-hmm. and sometimes actually literally grounded on the floor yes. and just get back on again. <laughs> Uh, so yeah <laughs> that's always the motto isn't it you fall off get straight back on again so yeah <laughs> perfect so your age you've got your pony everything's going great did you even know that competitions existed did you want to be an olympian when you grew up or were you just like i want to go fast i just want to ride i just want to be with my pony i think at the very start i was just wanted to be with my pony but i am a crazily driven person um, I do like to have goals and aspirations. So I guess I was always really driven and had aspirations um, to do well in life. And um, yeah, and when I started competing and being really successful competing, um, yeah, I then started thinking, actually, this is what I want to do. And I want to be an Olympian. I want to ride at badminton, um, at horse trials. 
eventing and yeah, yeah so I was really sort of yeah spurred on I how guess. old were you uh probably about 12 possibly a bit younger actually no it might have been 11 10 11 yeah as I write this I have pictures I on my wall I love it and those jumps oh they're massive but those jumps would have been so big when you were 11 like yeah. literally looking up huge I think even the jumps I did at that age um because i did like senior uh, venting trials, which the jumps there were three foot six. And I was still really small on my little pony. And I did actually win a senior venting trials. And even then the jumps were huge. So I guess I was just quite used to it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, that was my aspiration. Yeah. But that changed, <laughs> that changed after a while. So yeah, to dressage. So how did that change? If you've got badminton, I'm going to become an eventer, I'm going to rock and roll. What happened? I just wasn't brave enough, I think. The jumps just got me pretty brave. <laughs> I, um, yeah, had a couple of quite bad falls. And um, to be honest, I, I was so, my pony was so good at jumping. This is a different pony, not the first little thing that I started off with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was just amazing at jumping. And my mum and dad said to me, you know, if you want to win, you're going to have to get some dressage lessons because, mm. you know, you can't win just on the jumping. Um, but, wow. and to be honest, the pony that I had, he was a star jumper. I couldn't get him on the bitch. So I was going around this dressage test with eating his ears pretty much, um, thinking I was doing the right thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, eventually mum and dad yeah, thought, thinking you're pretty good. I was, yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought I was acing this. Look at me. I can't stop, but we're just going around this ring. <laughs> Didn't have a clue. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I got a few dressage lessons and, uh, yeah, I mean, that really, really paid off. I learned how to get my pony on the bit and ride accurately. And, um, yeah, and, and for me, dressage sort of became a bit of a puzzle. And I love puzzles yeah. as a kid. So that's got some, oh. yeah, I was really good at jigsaw puzzles and things like that and working things out. Um, so, yeah, I think it, just to me, it was a puzzle and you had to sort that of put, find all the pieces to, mm -hmm. to make the picture perfect. And, that was kind of, I, I got a bit addicted to it, I have to say. thought, right, I need to get better. I love it. So, And I love that I use the puzzle analogy a lot when I talk mm. about dressage as well. And what I say is when I started dressage, I don't know if it was for you, but I thought the puzzle had eight pieces. It was a pretty small puzzle, yeah. only about eight, maybe grew to 50, 100, <laughs> and now I think it's like a million-piece puzzle, and I've it only is. filled out like 10 of them. Definitely. <laughs> You're always learning. You're always trying to find those pieces. Every horse is so different that you have to find a different puzzle for them. Uh, yeah, no puzzle is the same. <laughs> adding some more fun. So exactly. Wait, are, you, are you a patient person? Because you said you liked doing puzzles as a kid, and I did not like doing puzzles <laughs> as a kid. And I'm not patient. Like, I'm like, oh, can't find the piece, and off I walk. <laughs> um, I, more patient and a bit more methodical and you you really do enjoy that part of of the puzzle yeah I think I I definitely do have patience um mm. which is what I feel um I need especially around the horses um yeah. you need you need to sort of keep stepping back and reassessing you know why isn't this um method working for this horse and be very open-minded and yeah so I would say I'm quite a patient person I love yeah. it 
love it. And you also, I find, um, dressage riders in particular, they tend to be very um, like type A personalities, very perfectionistic. Everything needs to be in the right place at the right time with the right thing. And da, 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 da. is that you as well, or are you a little bit? Yeah, she'll be right. <laughs> um, I think I'm a little bit of both actually. I, I'm not too uh, too much of a perfectionist that it, it rules my life, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. I do like to have a bit of a relaxed side to it as well um, yeah. because it, I, I feel for me it, it would lose the enjoyment if I was like, you know, every mm. little bit of hair needs to be in exactly the right little mm. bit of place. And um, so, yeah, I've kind of, I think I've got a nice balance of the both actually being, being a bit of a perfectionist, but also having a bit of a laid back side and saying, you know, and I think, I think laid back side, that side of the yeah, a laid back side to to me that I um you know can can sort of reassess and and uh, yeah. think okay don't worry I'll sort that you know if that if it doesn't happen today there's always another day and yeah yeah so I love it okay so um you have been trained by Carl Hester for many years yes now. I have yes. Yes, and yeah. you previously trained by Jane Gregory and Adam Kemp, amongst other yeah. trainers. Yeah. So what's your biggest philosophy in training, and was there something that you believed earlier that you now don't believe or you you learnt? Like I think back when I was learning and then I remember the first time someone told me you turn with an outside drain, I was like, no, <laughs> with an inside drain is how you ride a bike. Yeah. And this whole concept of an outside rain and a and shoulder control I was like what <laughs> um, so do you want to talk for people that are going through that dressage journey and this this whole discovery of more puzzles um just what your trainers kind of helped you along with yeah I think um so Adam Kemp was really really early days uh, when I had the ponies um yeah I think I just uh, I'll just quickly talk through how I sort of came yeah. to train with Carla what have you because um yeah, yeah Jane Jane Gregory was a massive influence in my life. So when I was uh, 13, 14, every school holiday, like summer, winter, every half term, I was up there at her yard with my pony working as a groom, um, having lessons, uh, sitting on her, some of her schoolmasters, just walking her Olympic horse off. That is my, ah, you know, I remember that moment where she said, can you walk, can you get on uh, uh, Capido and just walk him off for me and I was like my I was like, yes yes of course <laughs> I just didn't want to turn, I just sat there like a pee on a drum just like oh I don't know what to do um so yeah I mean she taught me uh like hard work and um you know patience with the horses and also to uh gr- build up a relationship with them on the ground as well as mm-hmm. when you're on them and that's vitally important and I think that's something that's really really stuck with me um through all these years is that you know it's not just about when you're riding a horse it's about the relationship you have with them and the respect between each other between you and the horse on the ground as well as when you're on board and it does translate quite a lot so I think that's really important what I've learned from her quite a lot um yeah and then um Jane moved a bit further away from me and unfortunately she uh, passed away a few years um, mm-hmm. after I started retraining with her. That was when I was in horses and then I moved on, uh, managed to get a lesson with Carl. So <laughs> and I haven't looked back, but um, yeah, I mean, through the, I've learned something different from 
all the people I've trained with and I've never sort of squashed any of it. So I've never said, Oh, you know, that's, that's not yeah. right. You know, that's not what I know now, you know, da, da, da. But, um, I think you have to be very open-minded and everybody's trying to get to the same point of a mountain. Um, everybody's just got a slightly different way of doing it okay. or the peak of the mountain. Um, yeah. yeah, everybody's got a slight, slight different, a slight different way of doing it. So I think it's important to take little bits and actually learn from it and develop it. And yes, you might find out that you turn, more from the outside rain than the inside rain um but why is that you know you've got to then think mm-hmm. it's not like turning a motorbike or a bicycle it's it's about actually wrapping the horse around your inside leg and so it's sort of developing on these things that you learn mm-hmm. so did you find with carl that it was just developing on things you learned or were you is there something that stands out that you were like oh <laughs> you, you like really mean that people yeah. have said it Yes, and it's a directive rather than an yeah. absolute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely, um, I just learned more and more from Carl. The very, I just remember the very, very first lesson I had with him. I had the, so this is moving into horses with like really fast travel yeah. journey, but into horses. Uh, he, the horse I bought was four years old. He was as naughty as sin um, at the start <laughs> as a youngster. And the very first lesson I had with Carl was pretty much galloping round around the arena, getting the horse in front of my leg. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like the biggest revelation ever is yeah. how to get leg horse forward. And it was, yeah, the, one of the sort of standout, not the best lesson because yeah, I was going yeah. to watch my mirrors and, um, <laughs> gave him a boot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a lesson that's kind of ingrained in me, ingrained in me now. And I, uh, you know, see a lot of lazy horses and know how to get them sharper. So <laughs> just by a bit of coaxing. I absolutely love it. Okay. So to, I don't know where we're at in your journey. So yeah. you just take it back to that point. Um, maybe like your, your first, uh, idea of a Grand Prix test and what kind of horse you had at the time and, and your first journey towards Grand Prix with that particular horse. Okay. So there's, um, right. So the four year old horse I spoke about with Carl when I started training with Carl, um, he moved, uh, like a poker pony, what you used to call him. That's what Carl used to say as well. Um, uh, but he said, you know, this will be your horse that you'll take to Grand, you know, your first Grand Prix horse. Cause he was pretty trainable and, you know, he was, um, eventually as he started. Once he got him forward. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Once I got him yeah. forward, he was, he was good. So yeah, I started, uh, training him and, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so training up to that the Grand Prix level, and I actually sort of bought a couple of youngsters um, coming along behind him, which I used, mm. I trained as well. And yeah, I did my first Grand Prix. Um, probably got over sixty percent just at a, at a push. Did better than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you cry? How did it feel? Because how many years had you been working towards? Like you were eleven when you kind of got the first idea of it. Yeah. So it eleven. Exec- I actually then um, did, po- I, I competed, I did a lot of um, sort of top level competition on my pony that I, yeah. uh, Jane Breeden helped me, or Jane Gregory helped me uh, train up to the age of 16 and I was reserved for the European pony team. Oh, um, wow. So yeah. I just missed out, but uh, oh. yeah, that <laughs> was annoying. I am like Miss Reserve, I think. I missed back up. <laughs> um, oh. But, uh, yeah, and then I actually, I actually gave up for a couple of years um, and travelled Australia. Oh, tell me about this. So, firstly, for people 
Like what, what initiated the giving up? Was it maybe I'm not that into it as I thought I was and I want to adventure and see, see who I am? Was it a self-discovery or? Yeah, I think, um, I actually, so, I mean, it'd been quite high pressured because I was, I was at school and right. then I was yeah. competing with ponies. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, and quite a high level. So it was quite for a young person. It was yeah. quite a lot to do, plus yeah. sort of working for Jane as well in the school holiday. So I never really um, yeah. got too much of a breather. Um, and then uh, we bought a four-year-old mare who was a complete and utter carry bag, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the end, ages sort of sixteen, this was meant to be my new, ju- my next junior horse, oh. and I, I was just like, you know, I just. It just, no, it wasn't going to be. Um, and I wanted to do my A-levels at school, and I met my now husband uh, at school as well. So I guess boys yeah. kind of think to do that. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, and so once I left school, um, my husband and his family emigrated to Australia. And you went, let's go for the ride. And I went over and travelled travelled with him around Australia for a couple of years. Um, I, which I have to say was the best, the best thing just to have a break and actually reassess and realize that it, it made me realize that I did really want to get back mm. into the horses and I did want to get on the Olympic team and compete at the Olympics and be very successful in what I was doing. So yeah, it kind of, it was a great like press the refresh button and, and uh, get going again. Yeah. And I was a bit more mature then, so I really had, you know, knew what I wanted to do, and it was my mm-hmm. sort of own decision to do that, which was even better. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you got the four-year-old, and you're like, I'm going to train it to Grand Prix. So yes. yes. Age then? I must have been 22. Yeah. And then you did your first Grand Prix. I did my first Grand Prix at the age of 20. I think it was about 25, 26. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember my age. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like when I just when I was young, and I'm still young. Yeah, when I was young, <laughs> must have been must have been about oh, only like five years ago. No joke. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm never gonna ask what year it was. So it's just you consistently you you can get older. It, it will just be two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Back in nineteen, sorry, two thousand and eighteen. Two thousand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the exact exact sort of year, but yeah, it was a. Over ten years ago, okay. so I did my very and first so was, And was that the start of the end? Was that like, oh, this yeah. is so fun? There's fifteen ones. I'm skipping. I'm trotting on the spot. I'm doing cool stuff. Let's get this better. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. And it just made me <laughs> like drive for more. Yeah, I was like, right. I just want to get my horses to Grand Prix, and you know, yeah. I want to get on the international stage and everything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a bit of luck that I uh, came across my top horse. So yeah. It's um so but by, by the time I my top horse had come up through the levels, I trained sort of three and then plus my top horse up to Grand Prix. So I'd done yeah, three horses. But they were only sort of capable of reaching some national competition. They weren't sort of capable of going any further as in the international circuit. So Yes. Yeah. Okay, did you know your top horse was your top horse when you met him or her or were Not you? Not at all. Yeah, I love it. Not at all. <laughs> He was he was two years old in a field, and um, I call him my bit of a rescue because uh, I'd bought sort of horses um, to buy and sell to sort of like make some money to buy, yeah, yeah. buy another we, horse. We got to live somehow. Back in the day, yeah, got to earn some money somehow, and they'll just drop from the sky, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I actually went to see him. And, and in the meantime, I bought another one. I thought, I, I can't afford to. So I kind of left him. And then I got a phone call a few months later saying, you know, the owners um, don't want to pay me the livery. Will you pay me what they owe me? And you can have him. And I was like, uh, otherwise, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. He could be put mm-hmm. down or whatever. So I was like, uh, yeah, well, I have him. So I um, didn't pay very much for him and brought him home. I thought, well, I can bring him on and sell him make yeah. a bit of money yeah <laughs> so I did I backed him and um yeah I did actually advertise him for sale and then I was like god he's as sharp as sharp as shit we can't really uh-huh. sell him yeah um so yeah a couple of people came to try him and then I was like no I, I just can't I, I've got to keep him and me and him just built up a bond I mean he just absolutely loved me followed me everywhere he was very insecure so it was really nice to kind of again building that bond up on the ground and um yeah. So you then did your first international with him. With him, yes, yes. That's, that's another crying that. moment. Did you cry at that moment? Yeah, probably. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not really a cry person. I just, I do get quite like excited in myself, and I just have this big smile and cheeks like because <laughs> I like. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. I just, it, you know, when I did the small tour international, I was like, right, okay, next thing's big tour. Um, and it actually, um, it, it all, uh, developed really, really quickly, um, with him. So I was kind of like rushed, not, not rushed is the wrong word. It, it just felt like a bit of a whirlwind. It was like, yeah, you know, I yeah. did the small tour and then Carl, was like well this horse has international potential grand prix potential team potential and i was like oh my goodness this is what i really want this is my dream Um, are we really going to get there and he was like right you have to get on the world class program because he's got amazing you know potential to get on these teams and we have to get you the support and yeah it just absolutely snowballed from there really and it was yeah so i did my first international grand prix in this country in the uk and then um, i did my first abroad international in barcelona which is probably oh, the furthest point in Europe. <laughs> 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 but it's nice and sunny. It's lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, a brilliant show to go to. It was a two-week-long yeah. show. It took three nice. days to get there. Yeah. And I literally, I thought, because I travelled around in a trailer at that point. I mean, you know, I was kind of doing yeah. it all on a shoestring. And um, and the, Carl and uh, Caroline had said, oh, you know, from the world class had said, you know, you've got to, you've got to get a lorry because you're going to have to stay in somewhere if you want to do these international competitions. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. So I had to take my HGV. So I yeah. did that buy a lorry. And then within like a couple of weeks, I was driving down to Barcelona. So I was like, oh, my God. And what does your partner do? Does he have the ability to take off work and come with you or is he nine to five? No. No, so he runs. <laughs> yeah, um, I had a friend come along with me. Uh, she'd been sort of uh, helping me out with horses, so that was nice. Mm. So she got a, like nice free, free holiday trip and helped me with uh, reading the flight. Yeah, exactly. So um, no, my husband um, runs our printing company, run a professional wow. printing company. So he does that. Um, Locked up there, and yeah, I mean, you're like, oh, I'm just off to Barcelona. Have fun. <laughs> It was. And actually, it's funny because as the years have progressed and he's realised that I've been going away a bit, then he's been like, oh, yeah, I'll come with you on that one. I'll come yeah. with you. So going to like Doha in Qatar and um, going to Palma de Mallorca, the south of the island of Spain and yeah. Austria, you know, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come. <laughs> Love yeah. it. 
Okay, yeah. so what year was your first international Grand Prix? 25th. Oh, so 2014 was my first year of international Grand Prix in this country. And then the okay. going abroad was 2015. Okay, so you're like, I'm assuming... 2016. I'm, I'm, that's my, that's when oh. I finally resolved my childhood ambition. I'm very much looking yes. forward to it. Exactly, All right. Yes. And as we know, horses, it's just always a straight line between here and where we want to go. And it always goes magically <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> so tell me, um, how the 2016 year started and, and what involved, what happened in that year? Well, there was so many shows. It was, um, <sighs> crazy because wow. I mean yeah. I was on the I was on the long list for the Olympics so yeah. we had to get a certain amount of shows in before the yeah. 2016 Olympics and yeah it was pretty crazy and I was um it was slightly frustrating because uh I'd actually the first international I did in Europe Barcelona I actually won the freestyle so I was like wow that you know first show how do I do that yeah yeah that's how it goes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great, uh, the sort of development. There's a lot of pressure, you know, to, to get the scores in. And my scores were a little bit under par to start off with. And then they picked up again. I thought, oh, gosh, have I peaked too early? And, um, yeah, and then it was sort of coming, because we don't have a selection trial. So it is literally just, you know, doing the competitions and trying to get as good a scores as possible and be consistent. And to be mm. fair, we were really consistent with a few sort of higher scores, you know, mixed in the in and out so um yeah so it's quite it was quite a fun year it was just very very busy because I was competing once or twice a month abroad like as much as I could to get my scores up were you riding any other horses at the time or was it just focusing on this one horse and this one dream or were you trying to actually do life oh I was trying to do life as well yeah so (laughs) you know (laughs) so yeah Yeah. I'm doing a lot of teaching still um, I had my others at home, sort of younger ones, and my actual uh, national Grand Prix horses at home as well. So mm-hmm. having to keep them because I, I don't have a rider. So mm-hmm. I am, I mean, I'm lucky now. I've got a, a rider, young, rider my youngsters now. But um, yeah, I didn't have a rider at the time, so I was having mm-hmm. to try and do everything and fit everything in. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. But you, you know, you've got to work hard to get there, and it's uh, yeah, <laughs> just got to keep going. Yeah. So let's talk about talk about the sixteen games. Yes, people might not know what happened, and just talk us through mm. your emotions through that. Yeah, so I mean, I I knew you have an idea of who's going to be selected for the teams, yeah. um, and I kind of I thought, oh god, I'm going to be you know way down the line and what have you. Um, but yeah, no, I got a phone call. I was uh, in Austria, I think, competing because it yeah. was after the selection date, and um, he said, oh, you're uh, Dickie Waygood, who was our chef to keep then, he said, oh, you know, you're um, non-travelling reserve. And I was like, goodness me. So I was reserved for the Olympics. And I said, oh, my God. I was so, you know, that was just, for me, although I didn't quite make the team, it was so, like, amazing to even be sort of that high up and considered for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, pretty shocked and, and excited as well. And, um but it did mean that we had to hold on, like we had to pack as if we were going, get everything prepared as if we were going, train as if we were going. Yeah. Because up until that D-Day, up until the very, very last flight, yeah, you could, we, I could have got called up at yeah. any minute. So we were yeah. preparing for the Olympics. Um, yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get to take the squeak over. Um, 
but I did get to go over as a part of an ambition and athlete's yeah. ambition program. Yeah. So I got to experience it as well. So, which then of course made me want it even more. I was like, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> you <know>? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And was there a cycle? Like I can't imagine the psychological, I have to kind of trick myself that we are going to give it my hundred percent and to push and to fight and to just, you know, cause I got to be ready. And then that 12 hours of, oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, hard. you do because you do build yourself up to, you know, you have to get yourself in a sort of competition yeah. mindset, and yeah. you know, you have to be prepared as well. Um, but you know, I, I, I guess this is where my slight sort of relaxed side comes in, where I'm like, yeah, you know, no, you kind of build up and you know the perfectionist side and the driven side, mm-hmm. and, and then you're like, okay, and you do, yeah, you do need sort of that day just to kind of reassess and sort of bring you down a little yeah. bit and reset and, and think, well, you know, I was, I was bloody close and exactly. You know, and I'll get on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, we're angry now. Okay. Not anger. I don't think that's the right no, word. Ferocious. <laughs> okay. So you, you're at the games. You're like, isn't this lovely? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait to 2020. Were you thinking 2020? Did, was it going to be that horse? Were you thinking a young one? Did you also have 2018 in your mind? What goes on in your planning for the goals and what has to happen? It's not just you wake up one day and go, I'll go to the Olympics tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. A plan and a it big kind of five, ten-year goals that you've got to put in with animals yes. that get yes. hurt and do stupid things because it's stupid they sometimes. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do. So if you can um, talk through how you try and manage that and what you were thinking at 16 in terms of 18 and 20. Yeah, so um, twenty after twenty sixteen, I mean, the drive for the Olympics was was mm. still one hundred ten percent. I was like, right, you know, this is what I ultimate goal. I think that is, you know, to yeah. to the point. Um, but also, you know, in between, you've got other competitions, and I always mm. wanted to do the World Cup um, series okay. and get to the finals of the World Cup. And there's the Europeans, and there's World Equestrian Games, and other things to prepare for. So I guess, you know, although your sort of ultimate goal is the Olympics, you also yeah. have to sort of think about the next year because like you said horses are horses and they do silly things sometimes and you think well you know and um yeah so I I guess that's what I aim for and in 20 2017 I actually just gunned it for the World Cup series because the problem I wanted to do the Europeans and the World Cup series and it's it's really difficult to run one horse at that yeah it's like I'd love to so it shall be done. <laughs> it shall be done. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> so I pretty and then it's like, oh, that's really, really hard. <laughs> it was. Do you know what? The World Cup Series was so hard because you're chasing points and training in the winter and the snow. And, oh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I have an outdoor school, so it was freezing oh. sometimes. So me and Ruben's oh. night would be out there in, like, winter rugs, just, you know, just trying to keep him exercise. Um that was really, really hard, but amazing. And I got there and I was like, right. (laughs) It was incredible, Um, you know, competing in Paris and, yeah, just being part of the World Cup finals is just, yeah, amazing. So, Mm. all right. Next one. We did the World Cup and then were we aiming for that 17? Were we aiming for 18? 18. 18 was the... Um, world, world equestrian yeah yeah so then yeah the next sort of focus was on the world equestrian games for that although i'd done the world cup because the paris world cup finals was uh april 2018 
it kind oh, of runs quite close towards right. that. So then we had to just take a little bit of a breather because we'd had quite a busy winter yeah. and just do a few shows up, up for the World Equestrian Games, um, which I unfortunately like hadn't done. I couldn't do enough um, yeah. to get the qualifier, you know, to get sort of teams based. So that was fine. Um, yeah. So then the next one was the Europeans, and I was like, right, I'm gunning for the Europeans, which which was the 2019. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, so I made the decision to either do the world, either do a World Cup competition or go over to Qatar yeah. in Doha. Mm-hmm. And I went over to Qatar and Amazing. we did. Yeah, well, I've been there. I think that was my third time because I just loved it. It was incredible. Yeah. And um, yeah, I finished my Grand Prix, did the freestyle the next day, and then my beautiful horse was seen bolting with no bridle on down the horse walk. <laughs> so after I did the freestyle, I was being interviewed. So um, my husband, because my husband came over as well and, and my groom and um, they were just, he was quite happy in the warm up, just being held and given treats and he shook his head, fly bell came off. No. He freaked and galloped and fell over a couple of times on the horse walk and luckily galloped back to me. <laughs> Find his mummy. <laughs> yeah, mummy. I got a yeah. fright. Yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was very much like that. It was like, oh, you silly boy. <laughs> but luckily, okay? he well, luckily, he um, there was nothing serious, so it was just the cat with a yeah. life. <laughs> I know. Like bruised, he had bruised muscles and uh, mm. like skin burns because he'd fallen over on the rubber mats. Um, but apart from that, my God, he got off unscathed. I was lucky. And then, of course, we had to fly out the next day, I think it was, in the evening. Um, so he had to be fit to fly because if he wasn't, mm. he would have been staying there for another four months because it wasn't mm. another flight. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, yeah, he was very, very lucky. So that okay. kind of wrote out a little bit of 2019. Mm. Um, okay. I mean, we'd, the two shows young- we did... <clears throat> Like, were you still thinking 2020 for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. definitely. And I thought, well, you know, he only did two shows in 2019 um, in this country, two international shows, and absolutely blasted it. He just he was incredible. We were second at Hartbury International, freestyle to Charlotte Dujardin, and, uh, yeah, he, he was amazing, um, the two shows he did. Um, and then, And then, yeah, he got an eye ulcer. Well, also in his eye, and <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll just write this year off and then crack on for 2020. So that was okay. the aim. <laughs> yeah. And how were you gearing up in, did you compete in February, March? Was there any early indications I, for how, you're, how you were travelling for yeah. 2020? Well, so we were meant to um, be competing early March, but yeah. it was locked down. So I had my competition plan for the year. And I had sort of sorted it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the lovely COVID hit. So yes. nothing's been happening. Okay. So how did you keep momentum and, and focus? Um, and how are you still doing that? I assume you're still aiming for 2021 then. Yes. So how yep. did you um, yeah, keep that going, that focus still and, and that, that energy? Yeah. Well, um, 
it's quite nice to be at home actually and and sort of train a little although obviously missing out competitions and and everything Mm. else is quite frustrating but it it was quite um well it's it's, so getting a bit twitchy now I want to go out now but (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you know it's quite nice to kind of refocus and just gave him a little bit of a breather and then I actually started doing some training videos um through lockdown because I thought well I want to try and give something back so I just did like a few like little training videos and people loved them and it was keeping the horses occupied as well it's giving them something different you know they like being dressed up in their you know matching boots and everything else um you know and and they were having a bit of fun and I was having fun with it as well so that's kind of how we started off keeping the focus and then yeah now it's it's just sort of it's it's harder with the the Grand Prix horses obviously because you just got to keep them fit and mentally you know, interested and everything else. You can't just drill them around at Grand Prix movements all the time. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, taking them out to different, um, just arena hires and, and yeah, just trying to conjure up different things with them really. (laughs) Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to make sure that I remembered to come back to it. Um, you mentioned uh, that you learned from a very, like early on in your training, how important the partnership was and having that on the ground training. Can you speak more about what you do about with that and how you focus on that only with young ones and then that takes it through and, and yeah, just a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't do, uh, like in handwork, so to speak, but I yeah. think it, it all starts in the, um, stable. I mean, there's just that line of respect. Um, just little things like, you know, when you enter the stable, you ask them to go back and they step back mm-hmm. and, um, you know, do carrot stretches with them, you know, scratch them. Uh, you know, little, ma- you know, massage them and, and just sort of actually be with them and spend time with them and build. And also you get to know their personality as well. I find mm-hmm. like if you spend a bit of time with them on the ground. Uh, with the youngsters, I do quite a bit of loose schooling when I start them off. Um, and actually I do with the older one, uh, Ruben's night, I don't because he, he's a bit crazy. <laughs> <to lunch. laughs> he's a bit like, oh, no, seriously. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just. So I lose lunch them without a lunch line and um, we do transitions. So they will stay around me and then they follow me around the arena, chase them off and then they come back and it just little things like that, just to build up a bit of a rapport with them. Um, So, yeah. And I think that's, you know, they know, like I know if they've been getting away with something in the stable, like if they've been a bit cheeky or something, because when I ride, not with me with, you know, my groom or something, um, because when I ride them, they're then a bit cheeky and I'm like, hang on a second, what are you doing? <laughs> That's such yeah. a cool insight. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really, I find it fascinating. I really do. And I think it's really important to know their personalities as well because everyone is different and they need mm. to be, they need to be trained and, um, you know, communicated to, uh, in a different way. You know, they're not all the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you think back to all your achievements, and gosh, there's been so many, do you have a favourite? Uh, I think I have um, a couple of favourites. Is winning, winning my international in Barcelona. Yeah. Um, competing at the World Cup finals and being reserved for the Rio Olympics. Um, there's a lot of people that would love to even be that close. So I just feel very, very lucky. Um, I also received my FEI gold badge 
um, oh, that's competing. Cool. Yeah. In uh, CDI's top level. Um, yeah. So they, they, I, I can't really pinpoint one, if I'm honest. I've just been very, very lucky and fortunate to be able to get to where I have and have an absolute super horse to do that with. So, yeah. <laughs> and I hope I've got many more in the yard. <laughs> got like yeah. youngsters coming up and I'm really excited about them as well so I just hope we can continue on so yeah yeah that's the end I, I know I asked did you know it was a top horse and you said absolutely not it was a two-year-old and there was mm. no thought of that when did you was it you that thought oh hang on or was it Carl first was he four was he six what was the defining would you remember a defining moment where you went whoa he learned that quick or He's good at that. Yeah, so I think it was um, – so Carl didn't actually see him, really, until he was seven. All right. Oh, wow. kind of, yeah, because I could – I mean, <clears throat> I do like to try and train myself as well, so I have the lessons with Carl on the more advanced ones, what have you, but, yeah. um, you know, I like to work out things for myself, especially when they're young. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess when I – I mean, he was just so trainable, and actually he probably could have been at Grand Prix at seven years old because he just had the mind for it. Um, and I remember I, I was trotting along in his little like pony trot. Well, he had quite a pony looking trot as well. I was like, oh, yeah. and I, just <laughs> a little squ- I mean, his extended trot was just flicking his toes out. And I was like, okay. Whereas now when you see it, I mean, anybody that knows Ruben Smite, I know that's his sort of party piece. Um, yeah, I, I just, I was trotting along and I just squeezed him with my leg gently and he did two passage steps. And I was like, mom, mom, come and have a look at this. Come on, come on. <laughs> so I did it again. Yeah. I was like, I thought, right, put away, gosh. And I couldn't believe it. That was like the defining moment. Smile. For yeah. everyone that can't see <laughs> your face right now, Hayley's just lit up. She, and like, I'm back in that moment. God, that would have been such a cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. And although, you know, you, I, I felt passage before my others, there was just something oh, yeah. about having being young and, and just, you know, you ask and he was like, yeah, okay. And I, it's like, God, have you read yeah, the country? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, from there, I was like, right, yeah, this horse is pretty special. You know, he just yeah. has that head, brain on him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And even now, he just wants to pee off everywhere. I love it. <laughs> um, do you have any others that you're excited about? Yeah, so I've got an eight-year-old who is um, currently training up towards into two level. Um, he'll yeah. be at Grand next year. Uh, yeah. He's a bit. He's completely different to Ruben's mate. He's quite the laid-back dude, um, <laughs> and he's kind of what I would call my fun horse. Like he just, you know, you could do anything with him. He just, you know, he's he's brilliant. Um, I've got a six-year-old um, and a four-year-old. I'm very very excited about. Um, yeah, my my four-year-old. I, I love my six-year-old pieces, but my four-year-old just gives me goosebumps every time I see him trot. Wow. I'm just like I just yeah. I just love seeing him. It's it's amazing. So yeah, I, I hope he'll he'll really follow his footsteps, um, along with the other two as well. So yeah, I love it. Where do you where do you find these horses? You're obviously not buying ready-made Grand Prix horses. You're buying the young ones, and you're doing all the work yourself. So, um, do you do you have a particular bloodline that you like to look at, or do you just you don't even care? Don't even show me the papers. I'm just going to look at horse in front of me what's your strategy because i have a very bad buying horse strategy i just flush one very yeah. bad don't <laughs> <laughs> well there, i don't go for particular bloodlines but there is bloodlines i do avoid with a passion right uh but that's okay. just personal personal taste um i always buy stallions or geldings i don't tend to buy mares so that yeah. always sort of narrows it down a little bit 
Although I will, I will try and mare again. I just prefer Pelvins and Starling. This so. back to the, the junior horse. Yes. <laughs> this junior horse really did. I, it really has. Me. Yeah. She was four years old and she was a witch. <laughs> was she, she chestnut? Really no, she was like Bay. Okay. Same thing. Right. But like no, no markings mm-hmm. on, uh, on her. So yeah, I was like, yeah, no, yeah, but she has. Yeah. So it all relates back, doesn't it? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the thing is, I, okay. ride, I, I ride other people's mares and I train mares, and they're lovely. You know, when you get a good one, they're fantastic. And so I yes. may do one day, but yeah, at the moment, no. I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I tend to go for, so obviously I look at their movement, but for me, it's also the um, interaction with humans. Mm-hmm. So some horses are quite aloof, and mm-hmm. uh, when you watch them on the video, and some horses have a lot of presence and then they come in and say hello to the, like not run the person over that's videoing them, yeah. but they actually come in and say, oh, what are you doing? And I like yeah. that a lot. Um, and I do sort of, um, I mean, I try and buy in this country if I can. So my four-year-old and uh, Rubens Knight were from, uh, born, yeah. well, they were born in Britain. Um, and then the other two were from Holland. So, right. yeah. But it's mainly, yeah. I mean, I bought two from a video and... Um, which was a huge, huge risk, but luckily, it turned out right. But yeah, so yeah, it's for me. It's the do you find it hard? Process. Like you said, you you bought from a video, and you kind of did just cross your fingers. Yeah, Is that what you kind yeah, of have to do. It's really hard. Yeah, I mean, it's a, the pure reason was I just couldn't get over. I brought this was a few years ago now when I bought my yeah. uh, now eight year old who's coming out soon oh, wow. too. Yeah. yeah, and I just I just loved him. I was like, you know, I'll take a punt on him because he, he wasn't too much money. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, um, I'll take a punt on him. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, you do go. I'll be the fingers crossed. The girl, God, have I made the right decision? What have I done? Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Thanks so much I, for sharing. I think every person <laughs> who puts money down and buys a horse. We all have the same thought. Oh, what am I doing? I've made the wrong decision. I think whether you see them or not, actually, because sometimes yeah. you see them all, so then you question it. You're like, oh, is that the right horse for me? What am I doing? Um, and it is. Yeah. It's, it's a partner. It's it's a husband. Like it's not a husband, but it's a partner. And normally we date for years on end to check that's the right partner. With a horse, yeah. we get one ride, maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> and <then it's> And that's with you. And normally it's, uh, you know, you sit at the yard and it's nice and like settled in. Then when you get it back, it's like a roaring dragon. And you're like, well, what have yeah. I just bought? Uh, yeah. But yeah. But, and because I buy them as uh, two and three-year-olds. You can't even sit on them sometimes. Yeah. So you just have to go from the sort of paces and the personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind well, of the way. It's all right for you. So. Yeah. yeah. Good. So you so like, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Play All right. If you're doing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Okay, what about um, what's been your most disappointing moment or your biggest low where you went, oh, this is going to take me a couple of days to to get back from? I know you asked me this question, but I just I can't think of anything in particular apart from Absolutely. this sort of in- incident in Doha, um, oh, that, yeah. which is the most recent one, um, yeah. because. I mean, we didn't talk about it. Like me, me and my uh, groom and uh, my husband didn't really talk about the incident after it happened because I think we were all in shock and like what mm. disaster it could have turned yeah. out to be. I mean, yeah. he was still off for like eight weeks, but bloody hell, were we lucky? Um, mm. And I think, yeah, I mean, any sort of, you know, if I've had a, a 
not so good ride or anything else. I try and not. <laughs> we're allowed our ten minute rule, which is you're allowed what? to think about it, <clears throat> like have a have a rant about it. Yeah. If you need to ten minutes ranting, and then you have to shut up. You're okay. good. I give myself an hour. <laughs> ten minutes is ten good. minutes is fine. Well, this is when we're like on the teams and things as well. So when you're mm. with your other teammates, you don't yes. want them to. So what I tend to do is I don't tend to say much to my uh, teammates if I've had a not so good ride or to, or to anybody. I'll take myself into my lorry <laughs> and I'll either cry or yeah. well, I'm not a crying person, but I might cry. Um, or I'll write it down, like my feelings, and I'll just be like, yeah. right, this didn't go well, why didn't it go well? You know, things that are in my head, yeah, put it yeah. aside, never to be read again. Walk out, start again. That's my kind of little competition it's method. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That and my mum's brilliant because I can, if I do need to rant somebody, I just pick up the phone and go, Mum, it either went really well or it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a great philosophy. Awesome. And do you ever get nervous when you compete? Luckily not. Yeah, I, I, I think that's yeah. your balance of I've got to get it perfect, but it really doesn't really mean too much. And if you've got that balance right, there's nothing really to get yeah. nervous about. Yeah, I mean, I think when I go into the arena, because people often ask me, you know, what I think when I go into the arena, and I, it's like it's just me and my horse. You know, I, yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to do the best I can and do it to the best of my ability. I'm not going to flunk it, you know, on purpose or anything like that. You know, I'm actually, you know, in there to... to compete and, and potentially win um yeah. but yeah just and yeah. you're only going to win and do your best when you're relaxed and enjoying exactly. it and yeah more if you tense your horse will read you like a book and yeah it'll and be like and, what? and then of course you're asked ask the horse to even something as simple as going to counter and it'll start doing something else because it won't read you properly so yeah, yeah. but that's Love really it. <laughs> that's it that's it um do you have a piece of advice that you live by or a quote that you are always known for saying yeah my biggest thing and this is for me and my students is uh less is more mm, so true. i see far too many times you know you're asking for a basic transition they're doing 101 things or you can think yourself am i doing am mm. i confusing the horse and i think actually if you just peel it back and do a little bit less you're you can then expect or have more from your horse. So yeah. don't bombard them with too many aids or <laughs> come out with it. Because it will, yeah, it definitely. So less is more is my little quote. No, that's perfect advice. Have you heard of the 80-20 rule? Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. I've heard of it quite a couple of times, but I've just recently gone back into reading all the books and I'm like, Oh, like a like twenty percent of what I do could be eighty percent of what the horse gives me. Not eighty yeah. percent of everything I have to do. Like yeah. just yeah. that principle in action. Yeah. And if you do too much, you confuse the hell out of the horse and yourself sometimes because yeah. you're sort of, you know, <laughs> totally. these, like, what am I doing? It's like you're riding a shoulder in or a half buzz or something. It's like I said, what aids are you using? Well, I'm doing this, 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 this. this. Why? <laughs> you don't peel, peel it back. Start yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> yes. They're awesome. Yep. And uh, you're offering online virtual lessons and freestyle floor plans. So tell me about this freestyle floor plans. You said you won your first freestyle, which is goddamn amazing at international yes. level. 
Um, yeah. Do you enjoy, are you a dancer? Do you have a musical background or what's going I, on? Well, I enjoy music. I, I'm learning to play the piano again um, Great. after many years. Um, yeah, my brother's pretty musical as well. And yeah, so we've always been brought up with music in the family and, um, yeah, yeah freestyle. I love, I love doing justice music because it is like dancing. Um, yeah. I would like to, you know, would have back in the day like to be a dancer. I did like a little mini dancing yeah. with the stars type thing for a local charity many years ago and I loved it. But okay, yeah. I'm definitely not a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better dancing on a horse. Yeah, yeah. The so they're, they're four legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually started the online um, online business back in January 2019, so before yes. this COVID stuff hit. And yeah. it was just to allow people access to have lessons and obviously, uh, you know, develop their floor plans and, and yeah. um, you know, do video assessments and things. And then obviously when this year hit, uh, it became really, really popular. Like, yes. but I'd already set it up and I'd already, you know, done the trials of which works better and yeah. what systems and everything else. Um, so yeah, it's been really popular and it means I can teach, you know, around the world. Like I used yeah. to come over to Australia to teach, but now I can just teach from my office and, uh, yeah, teach all, all the way around the world now. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And yeah, the floor plans, I, do, I find it really interesting. I love coming up with patterns and you have to communicate with the rider and know what the horse is good at as well. Mm. I think that's really Where important. Put, let's put that over there. Let's yes. put this in front of yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. Hide this one away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to think about it. So it's like, a, you know, you yeah. do have to find out a few things about the horse and the rider. And, and yeah. you know, sometimes they send me a video of them actually riding. I think, okay, yeah, so that bit's nice. So then you make a floor plan to, to suit. But That's yeah. amazing. And do you do the music or do you have someone that you partner with? No. I no. used to, well, I used to do the music many years ago, my own music. Um, and I did it for years until Carl told me to get their professionals to do your music <laughs> if you're going to the Olympics you're gonna have to so I was like okay so yeah no I work with a, a local guy who um doesn't live too far away so that's great and he's done my um compositions for uh Rubens Knight the last few times so yeah yeah great he does it for me now super yeah okay and um you mentioned your gorgeous husband that you met when you were still at school I met my husband when I was in school so I love oh, that um <laughs> Have you have you found it hard balancing life and Olympics and is there any other goals you have? You said that you've started playing the piano again. Do you mm. ever get frustrated that there's more you want to do and, and you're trying to fit it all in? You've got your business as well. I try I try not to. I try trying to keep my goals how they are because as if I think I yeah. put myself under too much pressure, then I'll never succeed at the ones that I want to like truly do so you know like the the whole the, you know obviously the olympics and uh team competitions and training more horses up to that level as well you know i don't just want to be a one horse wonder um yeah, yeah. you know i want to want to keep going now i've got to this level it's like right i want yeah. to keep hold of it <laughs> keep going with it um it. so yeah that's my ultimate um sort of goal and then the things that you know the business helps with everyday life and you know learning the piano that's just a little hobby just for my time to switch off a little bit and so I don't put myself under too much pressure with those um yeah and just teaching as well um I think it's important to not bombard myself with too many goals because I will just keep going keep going keep going until I just 
you know yourself very well, which is a yeah. good thing. And yeah. so you know what's the right balance for you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to definitely get the balance right. Um, mm. You know, and I've been lucky that although my husband's not that involved in the sort of horsey side um, of it, it's actually quite nice because we can, you know, sort of take time out together and go and do something else. It's not all revolved around the same thing all the time. So, yeah, it works well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any sponsors you'd like to mention? I do. I have quite a few sponsors and I absolutely uh, you know I couldn't I wouldn't be where I was without them they're absolutely fantastic and um I mean I well I list them all yes, please. <laughs> so um top spec uh horse feeds has been one of my main sponsors for uh, well since I can remember and it's I mean with a lot of the products that I'm sponsored by um I was have been using them first and it's kind of been built up through a relationship of using them first rather than approaching me saying, would you like? Um, so yeah, I mean, top spec horse feeds has been feeding my horses for about 15 years plus probably now. (laughs) It's quite a while. Um, ideal saddles, um, they're in Australia as well. Um, I have my own, uh, Haley WG saddle and, uh, that, <laughs> come on, sorry. let's just talk about that as an 11-year-old kid. When that happened, that would have felt pretty special. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, they they just said, oh, we want to design a saddle for you and, you know, and for the, the public and, you know, have your name on it and um, brand it as yours because all their saddles are named after girls. So, um, or oh, women. cool. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. And so I've got my Haley WG and then... Um, what a cool company. I love it. They're, they're, they're fantastic. They're, I've been riding in ideal saddles again for ages. I used to buy second-hand ones. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, so that, and that's what really makes cool. the Haley the Haley? Is there something so special? It's got a very comfortable armchair seat. I love a comfortable Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's just a slightly different tree and the horse has got a bit more freedom of movements. The flaps are shorter so that you can get more connection with your horse. Um, and because I do make everything from scratch, you can have your own knee rolls, but I've obviously picked my knee rolls that suit me. Um, and I have a deeper cantle at the back so that my tails sit either side of it and you don't end up sitting on your tails, tail coat. Okay. So, yeah. That's, so, that's an annoying thing. Yeah, that's it is, good yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's... Um, Sort of all in a in a nutshell. That's kind of what it's yeah. designed around. So yeah, it's brilliant. Um, cool. And yeah, so uh, this year, um, I'm talking of jackets. I am uh, sponsored by Lotus Romeo. Oh, UK love them. from the centre line. I like the bling bling. I like the bling oh. bling. It's amazing. <laughs> and all the yeah. colours and all the choices. So many colours, so many designs, <laughs> and you just. There's such amazing fit as well. When you put it on, you just feel like royalty. It's like, oh, it's just so, oh. you know, it's like a tailored jacket. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it matches, you know, matches yeah. um, my shaft hat. Um, and, uh, yeah, which was what, which what the jacket was designed around. So that's fantastic. And it's just such a shame that a load of things were cancelled this year because I was about to <laughs> campaign in them. And, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, and then uh, Stop and Chic, who have been such brilliant sponsors since I won the... Oh, I forgot to mention, actually. I won the British Dressage National Champion in 2017. 
that's pretty fancy. I love that. That was what? that was huge. That was a that was by a British national championship. Anyway. Oh, it didn't make it. We got about that. Okay. It's number four. That's okay. Yeah, that should have been fourth, I think. And we even got a <laughs> trophy sat there in my. <laughs> Damn it. Um. Yeah, stop and chic. Actually, I met them at the national championships. That's what that's what yeah. reminded me. And they do matching stops with for the Lotus Romeo jackets and oh, things and stop pins. So, yep. Um, got Supreme products, which is obviously to make the horses shiny. Good, <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Um, Petri riding boots. Lovely. Oh, I've got such fancy boots. They're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go for the colours or are you a uh, yes, black so I've got, brown girl? No, I've, well, I've got my uh, my show boots are black and then I've got yeah. uh, blue ones um, nice. with like a snakeskin type effect. Ooh, and then I've nice. got red ones with a uh, like a black sort of flower print on them. Oh, well done. They quite, like yeah, they are really, really nice. <laughs> um um, my clothing uh, sponsors Trendy Equine. They do a range of named clothing and gloves. Um, and Perfect. my shirt. And I have quite a few sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Armour boots from Shire's Equestrian. Fantastic boots. They're featured in all my videos, all my training videos as well. I've also loved them. I've been using them for many years as well. Got some lovely Barbie bright pink ones. Oh, all good. Go for, <laughs> yeah, for the horses. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and sorry, Zester Saddlers, who actually put me in contact with Ideal Saddles. Um, right. Arc Equine, who's a microcurrent technology. I use that with my horses every day. Oh, and cool. And Filthy Beast Horse Rug Washing Company as well. Yeah. So that's my that list name. of lovely sons. I know it's good. Say that you're good. You've used them. You know their stuff. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. A really great partnership. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. It is, it is a really good partnership. And like I said, I wouldn't be where I am without them. Um, yeah. And it's great to be able to support some of the up and coming businesses as well. So some which aren't as well heard of. You know, we we work well together and, and try and help each other out. So yeah, it's really. Really good. Yeah. Anyone else that we need to mention? Yeah, so I have um, a great home team, and I've got uh, Anna Davison, who is uh, my equine physio for the horses. Uh, she's a fantastic uh, support and sponsor for the horses, and Teresa Pritchard, who is a chiropractor, and I've known both of them for many years, and they've been absolutely fantastic support to me on my home team. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so where can my listeners find you on social media? They can see all the cool boots. They can see your training stuff. <laughs> they can get in contact with you if they want to freestyle or some lessons. Where yeah. can they find? Well, so I have a website which is uh, wgdressage.co.uk, which has all yeah. the information of lessons and training videos. And then on social media, Facebook, it's Haley W. No, it's not. It's Haley Watson Greaves. WG Dressage is my Facebook page. And then Instagram is Hayley Watson Greaves. And on Twitter as well is WG Dressage. Do you Twitter? Is that what you call? Do you you say, no, I should have said, do you tweet? Do you Twitter? (laughs) I clearly don't. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, To be honest, no, I don't. But I do sort of keep up. I've got an account to sort of share my sponsors' uh, posts and things. I don't really get Twitter if I'm honest. It's taking me a while to get Facebook and Instagram. 
Oh, I know. And let's not bring up TikTok. We just, we just. Oh, no. No. We're totally young, but we just don't get TikTok. No, TikTok, I do not get. No. (laughs) I love it. We will put all of that in the show notes so people can access all of that. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Oh, just uh, thank you for inviting me uh, to do the podcast. It's been been great fun and it's great that we can talk from the other side of the world as well (laughs) it is very cool thank you so much for your time and for sharing so much of your journey with our listeners really appreciate it my pleasure it's been great to stay up to date with the latest content don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast go on hit subscribe i'd love if you would also love to leave us a review to help us how we could do better or make this even more amazing for you and remember to follow us on instagram at your writing success and natasha.altoff